Jim Ross here. Welcome to the Look at This Podcast. Here are your hosts, Raw and Draw. And here we go. We don't care. We love you all. Welcome. I'm only good at two things in life. <laughs> fucking and podcasting. Drinking beer and kicking ass. And I think we can do both right now. Oh, wow. Welcome back to the only pro wrestling podcast that doesn't talk about pro wrestling. What do we talk about? We talk about headlocks and hangovers, Drew. <laughs> Power bombs. Cheech and Chong's. Hey. And I don't have another. I'm striking out this week. You know, no intro this week. We're getting right in the business, Drew. I'm talking. Christian Cage and Elliot Page. <laughs> Ooh. I gotta watch out for my job, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm Ro and I'm here with my co-host, the Mister Married to My Sister. That's Drew, Drew who is uh, nailing my intro. Um, Christian Cage to Elliot Page. Welcome to. Look at this. Oh, would you look at this? Look at this! Coming in, yeah! Of course. Yeah! I'm Ro, he's Drew. Hey uh, there. Back to you again this week with a brand new edition of Look at This. Uh, we heard a little bit pew, of pew, 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 pew. Wheeler Walker Jr. Uh, <laughs> to, uh, get this podcast started. Came out his mama's pussy with his dick <laughs> in his hands. <laughs> Again, a very uh, awesome first line to a song. Uh, you love a good iconic first line. You gotta have one nowadays, almost. I feel like you know. That's good. Mm-hmm. But today, Drew, uh, what we're gonna do on Look at This podcast? I thought it would be a little fun. Uh, you know, we are a wrestling podcast as much as we don't talk about it. To talk about some of the famous conspiracies, we're gonna put on our tinfoil hats today, Drew. And we're going to talk about the biggest uh, wrestling conspiracies that uh, surround, uh, you know, sports entertainment and all of that. All of that. All of that. And, uh, you know, some you may know, some you've never heard of, some may, you know, have a little bit of leg of truth, and some just sound just like bullshit, you know? And uh, we'll go through them all, you know? I don't know many of these, so yeah, you ought to catch me up on some of these. Damn, son. I'm one of those classic fans that's been fooled into believing what they tell me. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's, yeah. It's still real to me, damn it. And uh, so, Drew, uh, I'll start one here with um, a pretty famous one. Conspiracy is that the Montreal screw job, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, was an incident, took place in uh, 97. Um, where a wrestler was, quote, screwed out of uh, his championship. And, um, you know, he had contracts to go somewhere else, and Vince McMahon, the boss, was not having it. So he screwed him out of the title and um, changed hands, basically without uh, the champion Bret Hart knowing. And uh, the conspiracy I'm going to start off with is that that was indeed a work. Which mm. means it was part of storyline. It wasn't, in fact, a real um, altercation that happened ringside. Like I, I firmly think that Brett possibly knew um, going in, and there's a lot of you know legs to this. Where you know why is there a wrestle? Why is there a documentary being filmed on Bret Hart during this time? With access that no other, you know, studio has ever been granted before, where it's filming backstage, you know, encounters. You know, everyone, the big one, Scott Hall, rest in peace, um, 
always defends this with is everyone benefited from it. So if you look back and you see, you know, Bret Hart's losing the title, but he's going to, you know, uh, the rival company where he's going to be featured as a hot rising star. Shawn Michaels, he's winning the WWF championship. What does he have to piss about? Vince McMahon becomes one of the greatest heel villain characters of all time because of it. Hmm. So Montreal screw job was a work, brother. That last part about everyone and apologies for my co-host who listens to a little too much ice spice over there. He's on his da da da. Um, they benefited. Benefited. They didn't benefited. As my man called it. But that's an interesting way to look at it. Hadn't really considered that myself, but. I can see that part of it. I I don't want to immediately shoot it down or but just just to play devil's advocate. Man, I I feel like this is open and shut case for me. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the size of the loogie that Bret Hart spit <laughs> in that match at the end? Oh On god, to it's a big old It's got Four to five inches of circumference. For sure. It's a big old loogie, man. He I like right to think him. if it's a work, you catch a rock into hand type spit. Yeah. I don't think you get all of that. But that's just one quick... That's my personal Scott Hall there. Where I, That's yeah. my take on it is if I see someone spit on somebody that hard, I don't think it was agreed upon before that that was a spin. Right. So Another hard big... for me to believe that I'm with you on the idea of, you know, they're filming something behind the scenes during that time anyways. Isn't that interesting? But let's not pretend. It's also known that that's the last bit of Bret Hart that they're getting. Yeah. So. They know when, his contract's ending. Yeah, yeah. It, to, yeah, to those behind on our story here, Bret Hart was for sure leaving WWE. For sure. They didn't, Brett they didn't Vince want to pay had him agreed the that that's the best thing to do. Go elsewhere. Get but the you're dropping the belt that night. You know what is the tradition in wrestling? Yeah. You, you move know? on to another territory. You move on. Back then, we could still call it territories almost. You move on to another company. Obviously, you're not taking my title with you. You're not going out as the champion no, yeah. to go to another show. Like You lose it to my next champion. Because why would the world champion of one company show up on the other's company. It makes, you know, said yeah. champion's company look bad. Yeah. So. so you're arguing you kind of believe this conspiracy? Uh, uh, this, I will say this. Out of all the conspiracies on this list, um, I probably believe this one, it has the most legs to it. Just because uh, an, another factor I'll point out is um, a thing Bret Hart does after he screwed, um, sort of after he spits the loogie, like we are saying. What does he write in the air? In the air, he spells out backwards. Yeah, mind he, you. he didn't quite mirror it like you have to for <laughs> right. this. But but uh, he mirrored, you know, WCW, which with his fingers, which was the rival company he was going to. And um, and what did what did WWE do? They they zoomed in basically on a close. It's the hard camp shot. Um, Vince McMahon and uh, Kevin Dunn, the executive producer of uh, WWE, is very famous for all of their cuts. And how often and frequent they do set cuts. And the fact that nobody in the truck cutted from that shot where, like we said, the 30 seconds ago, the WWE champion is mentioning the rival's promotion on air. Hmm. They show it clear as day. And in all, it, again. Um, but knowing Vince McMahon the way you do now, all these yeah. years later, which obviously you weren't watching this live. Right. But- um, doesn't that contradict what you've noticed of Vince McMahon's business tactics regarding other companies? Right, where he's just super cutthroat. So the idea of him mentioning WCW at that point in time... 97, that, this is before... This is when Before it heats up. Yeah, this is... NWO is already left at this point. No. Yes. NWO has already left. Um, what do you mean? Hall and Nash have already been on... WCW television at this point, if I'm not mistaken. Because this happened in, uh, you know, November of 97. Pretty sure The Outsiders debuted in the summer of 97. 
Again, it could be wrong. Till he owned them, how much did they ever mention WCW on? Exactly. Never. Never. So and, they showed this. And when they and when they would, you know, it would be the parody skits where they're making fun of, you know, Ted Turner or doing, you know, like yeah. what we would see later, the Jim Cornette shooting. Clowning on them a little bit, but yeah. that's still yet to come too much. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting that we kind of agree on the points, but for sure, disagree yeah. on the final result a little yeah, bit. Yeah, if it, yeah. Um, let's see. Again, I it's such a stupid thing to just stand my ground on, but boy, you spit on somebody like that. That ain't a work. To Vince, yeah. That's by, disgusting. Uh, it, the size of this loogie is like an all-timer. Like, for me, that would be, if that came out of my mouth all at the same time, I'd go, oh, yo, somebody come look at this. Yeah, look at this. I would. I would absolutely tell. I would tell my mom to come look at this. Mom, yeah. look at the size of this loogie. That's my boy. I'm going Excuse to... me, I'm wrong. The so the Outsiders actually debuted uh, the year before in '96, um, or the screw job happened in Survivor Series '97, November, and um, yeah. So Scott Hall was the the first one, you know, the have the ticket ringside, and uh, yeah, that was in May of '96, which is interesting. I assumed it was '97 as well. But the '83 weeks has not started. Um, not at that point. No. No. Um. I don't believe so. No, because it was, it was throughout 98 that it happened for, um, because Mankind didn't win the belt until 98. Could That's what wrong. I'm getting at. This isn't WCW as real competition yet. In Vince's eyes. Right. For sure. But I don't think he's giving them free Bret Hart signaling their hands on purpose. No, 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 not back then. I don't buy that. Especially, I mean, this is, um, I mean, we just looked it up. This is less than or a little over a year removed from the curtain call, the famous click incident where in Madison Square Garden, you know, WWE's famous home for all those years in the main event of like a house show, which is untelevised, you know, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, the two that jump ship, the outsiders to NWO, um, they were, you know, baby faces and um, bad guys. You know, they're seen hugging it out because it is their last show, and they're saying bye to their friends, who you know so happen to be baby faces and heels. And you know, around that time, they didn't really mix together. They had separate locker rooms. They traveled together. They still try to keep that idea of kayfabe where everything is real in mind. And um, less than a year removed from that, and one's writing the rivals' company in the air. Um, it's just very interesting to me. Um, where Montreal Screwjob, I mean, we've just how it created Vince McMahon is honestly probably the most interesting fact of the whole situation, I think. Where, you know, a, a couple weeks after Vince McMahon, who at before this is just known as, um, you know, you've seen him on commentary at the time and you, you sort of know if you're watching around then, oh, this guy's sort of the boss of this, but you really don't know for sure if you're a fan again, before time of social media and all that. And, um, the internet where you can just give this a Google and see who owns WWF, but no, it's, um, it's, you just remember this commentator from the eighties. What a maneuver is now coming out on Monday Night Raw and blaming the babyface for, you know, losing his own, for, you know, Brett screwed Brett, the famous word. Yeah, yeah. You know, as it said, the rest is history. Vince McMahon goes on and has one of the biggest rivalries and best with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Montreal Screwjob is just, you know, in the back of the mind at that time. But moving on to the next one, Drew, um, maybe a, sort of a more recent one maybe and i remember this big um around the time of it happening was that brock lesnar beating the undertaker's undefeated streak at wrestlemania was a shoot so if you're paying attention the first conspiracy is it's a work and it's not real and the second one is it's real um so for those of you that don't know undertaker one of the most famous pro wrestlers of all time Legendary long career um, was often had a, a premier match at WrestleMania where for 20 years the streak 
He was undefeated at said event, the biggest show of shows. Um, even if you're not a wrestling fan, you know WrestleMania is, you know, the grandest stage of them all. You know, Taker for, like I said, 20 years, literally, was um, put side... Like, when you said WrestleMania, the second name you would mention was Undertaker. Uh, for a very long time, they were very synonymous with each other. Um, legendary career, but Brock Lesnar in uh, 2014 uh, defeated the Undertaker streak, which around this time that it happened, it was sort of, you know, it's just, it's elementary, my dear, where it's happening every year. Oh, Taker gets his win at WrestleMania, you know, it's just, it's a tradition at this point. And then all of a sudden, this big bad badass from fucking UFC who left and came back and, you know, all the fans hate who doesn't, you know, it's Brock doesn't really like wrestling. He's oh, not yeah. a fan he's of wrestling. Here for, yeah. And he for beat, the money. he's the one, you know, for for years, um, every wrestling fan sort of fantasy booked, oh, who would you want to see beat the streak? Who would you? I who? can think of no one better. Yeah. And, um, and in fact, Brock Lesnar shocked everyone. This was sort of the time where Undertaker was slowing down a bit in ring, you know, had was just having having the scheduled WrestleMania match once a year, wasn't taking as many bumps, and, you know, was in really rough shape at this Is time. Is this facts? You got this for sure? Very sure. Um, he had slowed down to only part-time. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean... I'm not watching at the time. I just remember yeah. reading... I, you know, that even made it to my circle back then. Definitely cause... at this time, he's only wrestling once a year, and I remember it was sort of a thing... Um, once, you know, after the Rumble have you're on the road to WrestleMania, it's like, all right, who the fuck is Undertaker going to fight? Like, who, who's Undertaker going to come out and challenge, or who's mm. going to challenge him? And then Brock Lesnar, this big badass, just shows up and uh, beats everyone's hero in a very convincing fashion, I must add. And becoming, um, you know, the streak was 21-0 and 0 mm-hmm. for 21 years. Brock became the t- one in 21-1. and 1. Sure. And, Eat, um, sleep, beat the streak. A lot of people thought just because of how shocking the nature of the pinfall and the defeat was that they had to. Th- they thought Brock went into business for himself. Oh, Brock! Brock knocked Taker out. The ref just counted the three. The ref didn't want to do it. And um, ref's job is if you're show if you don't kick out, you yeah, count to three. You count the. Th- I mean, yeah. And a big factor to this conspiracy is that Brock's music didn't immediately play and that there was sort of a a minute or so of brevity where commentators didn't looked say like a word. Confusion. It looked like confusion. It looked like something was wrong. It didn't look like... Anytime in wrestling that there's like, it's not immediate what we're used to, like just yeah. straight to the pattern, that's immediately what we think is like, like, well, like, well oh, something's fucked something's up. What's wrong. going on? Yeah, yeah something's what, happening here. Who's hurt? What's yeah? Wrong? What, what did yeah. I? What am I looking for here? We're all looking for holes. I feel you. And yeah, so it was you know for a while, and Paul Heyman, yada yada yada. Paul Heyman famously, um, you know, has been on record as sort of teasing that it was a shoot, saying you know who knows what. Um, you know, Paul Heyman has been said to like, what if Brock did shoot on him? What if he did wrestle, you know, knock him out for real and wanted to beat the streak? What's WWE going to do about it? Are they going to fire the guy that just beat the 21 year old? You know what I mean? Are they going to fire their hottest commodity at this point? Or yeah, he gets booked again. So Paul Heyman, you know, cleverly left the door open for it. But, uh, yeah, Brock beating the streak, which was a shocking moment all around, but people still think it was a shoot. Damn. Um. Again, I, I'll go back to what I said before. I can't think of anyone better to end but Undertaker's streak. I, Brock Lesnar's a legend. Yeah, it was the a... Le- you know, he's not the legend killer, but... It's good looking at it on paper, Drew, but I will say as a fan that was watching during this time, the ultimate payoff was... It all looked a little... Little quirky. The ultimate payoff of Brock um, beating the streak was to have this dominant heel walking around, gloating, "Hey, I beat the streak." Yeah, I mean, that's it's he's huge after that. And so the big payoff of that is okay. It's a title, basically. Yeah, exactly. Who is going to beat Brock Lesnar, and then who essentially would have beat the streak? Yeah, and that person was in fact John Cena. 
where John Cena, a couple pay-per-views, um, you know, would eventually get, would win out over Brock. Where that's just, like, not interesting to some people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Taker... Where like, do you sit on that one? You believe it, or are you... That it's, oh, it's, um, I believe definitely that, uh, this was part of the plan, and part you need of... a sound trap. Work, 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 work. <laughs> it was a... Shoo, it was shoo, a work, shoo, work, shoo, work, shoo, work, shoo, work, shoo. work, work. Nah, this is real to me. Um, I saw Taker go down, 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 down. They had the graphic down, of 21 and 1, 2 immediately after, so... Uh, yeah, it's loaded up, ready to go. Yeah, it's, This is on purpose. It's, it, it's definitely shocking for a reason. And this isn't Taker's concussion year. No, he was um, allegedly knocked out during this match, though. Like he doesn't remember. This, this so match. it is. This is in last ride. This is his like the match. He concuss doesn't remember. doesn't remember. Yeah, match. sort of. Yeah. I'm sorry. In any other sport, we call that a concussion. I know, I know. I know in WWE, you guys say knocked out, but that's concussed. So whether I should kick out or not could be a question. Right now, I give it more legs than the Montreal screw job being a work. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. A little bit more legs. I'm not buying either, but I'm with it. Next one I got, Drew. Um, pretty interesting one here. I'm not sure if you're super familiar with this one. Um, so ahead of Hulk Hogan's match at WrestleMania 9, which I believe is 1990. Um, Piper? No, WrestleMania 9 is where he shows up and, you know, in the main event is Brett and Yoko, and Yoko wins by Fuji. Throwing the, yeah. <laughs> throws uh, the fucking powder in Brett's face, and then mm, Hogan just comes out powder. and challenges him and wins the belt, where Brett's just, like, standing there, like, what the fuck? It's like Tropic Thunder, like but Jack I... Black. He's like, we gotta hurry. We only have 27 hours until they wake up. <laughs> But, uh, but ahead of that, uh, walking in uh, WrestleMania 9, if you remember, Drew, um, Hulk Hogan actually has a pretty visible shiner on his face, um, you know, when he comes out and does eventually win the title. Big black eye, and in, in kayfabe, um, it was said that Hulk Hogan had this black eye because the Million Dollar Man paid off someone to jump him before the show. Um, but the reported real reason Hulk Hogan had uh, this black eye was um, the reported real reason um, like shoot reason outside of WWF was that it was um, a jet ski that uh, a jet ski accident you know Hulk Hogan got a black eye from riding a jet ski which just doesn't really make sense and um, but the actual you haven't been on many jet skis I you guess. haven't been on have you ever ridden a jet ski no okay Am I trash? Kidding. I don't. You know that's actually interesting. <laughs> a jet ski to me, yes, garbage. but jet skis are complete garbage. Yeah, so. very garbage. But yes, and you can most certainly catch a black eye from a jet ski. So that that's was not ridiculous at all. That was like what Dave Meltzer reported. You try to go um, over a hill or hill. Wow. You try to go over a wave that's a little taller than you met, and you fucking slam down right onto the fucking your own hand or. God forbid it worse than that. The fucking actual handles themselves. Right. Yeah. Black eye, definitely possible. But the wrestling conspiracy around this black eye, Drew, is that um, apparently Randy Savage gave this Hulkster his uh, black eye from, um, if you remember, uh, the Dark Side of the Ring episode uh, with Macho Man and Elizabeth. Uh, mentioned that they, you know, sort of had an argument, Macho Man and Elizabeth, and that Elizabeth sort of ran uh, and, you know, tried to... To Hulk. To Hulk Hogan's uh, house, you know, was friends with uh, Hogan's wife at the time. And Savage didn't like that. Ooh, I'm not your friend. I'm not here to run down Randy more than we have to. Yeah. If you don't know his history or conspiracies around his life, then... I'm here to just let him be the cream of the crop. For you, yeah. But I'm your friend. Um, so allegedly, uh, yeah, uh, Macho gave Hulkster this black eye uh, going into it. Drew, what do you think about uh, this conspiracy? I'd lo- I love the idea of Randy Savage punching Hulk in <laughs> I the do face too. in the back. I do, too. I do, too. I love it. In an actual shoot fight 
Man, it's hard to bet against Randy. More drugged up. More roided up. Ah, well, that's that's close. But, you know, like... Hogan, Hogan, Hogan. Less... Is this crazy to say? A little bit more level-headed Hulk than Randy. Uh, yeah, in in this case, yeah. It's crazy to say that. Right. Hogan's but you the... got... I mean, we're comparing machetes to chainsaws. Yeah. You know, we're we're talking about some not much level to them. Now, I've heard tons of conspiracies about Macho. I've never heard this know, And I'm not going to mention them. Um, I will. Uh, okay. I don't mind, especially because it's so specific. Who comes up with fake jet ski black I eyes? I know, yeah. It's very it's How specific. many times have you ever heard that in your life other than an actual jet ski injury? Yeah, it's, it's specific as shit. That's why it's wildly specific. If that's what they were able to come up with in the moment, what do we say? Oh, training, training in the ring. He just got potatoed one yeah. time. Yeah. Now let's make it. He's riding a jet ski and he comes down hard on a wave and it blacks his eye. Man, that's that is. I know we're owning that he's from Hollywood Beach, California, Florida. Yeah. Fuck California. California. Um, but <laughs> That's California is great. When but I don't, I don't, I got, I'm over here. Like, what am I? The straight man right now. I'm usually the one who believes this kind of yeah. shit. Yeah. I'm not buying that one. I, although timing wise, it adds up. And it does. Macho it makes man sense. is way crazier than his legacy. If he was still alive, we'd be having a dark side on him right now. For that sure. was completely circled around him. And it would be the, Maybe the craziest dark side of them all. Yeah, honestly. And for those that don't know, that's Dark Side of the Ring. It's a TV show that yeah. just shows negativity hidden by the wrestling world. Yeah, Macho Man. I mean, I, there's plenty of conspiracies that uh, we could bring up about that guy. True. You know? True. Um, but uh, you want to get into the next one I have, Drew? Hit me with it, brother. Next one I have um, is a pretty interesting one. Obviously, looking back with the rose tinted glasses, um, I have here that ECW was always owned by WWE. I've heard this before, and um, you know, uh, just based there's a couple facts uh, people bring up with this is that they were basically a developmental system for them in the '90s, where a lot of the ECW stars did get called up to WWE, and they did have the invasion angle early on into you know ECW's big run Ooh, if you will early on I mean it was 95 96 <clears throat> it was really early it was one it, I mean raw was still like the set of raw was still just the giant raw letters you know what I'm saying there was no titan throne yet sure but obviously sure, but the big moment, ECW had years before they were yes definitely um of course under Eastern Championship Wrestling, and even having the ECW change. Going back to 93s? Yeah, I don't before, know. I'm just taking a stab at it. Before, yeah, of course, the invasion Poking angle. Poking holes. But then, of course, once ECW filed for bankruptcy in 2000, um, you know, it, even, um, even this was brought up in Storyline, one of the creditors listed um, for ECW was Vince McMahon. For I, I I don't remember the specific amounts, but it was definitely in the tens of thousands of, uh, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, Whoa. that they had invested in ECW, so um, that was like a big storyline that they eventually used on camera between Paul and um, uh, Vince. You know, could they have just been counting that as people he had bought? previously from them. obviously yeah you know it's like around that time where he started to clean up the two competitions but who knows um paul Heyman, mm. obviously like a big standing thing too is paul Heyman was you know still calling um which excuse me i believe ecw didn't close their doors into 2001 um not 2000 uh same thing with wcw was around the uh, same time but Paul was already, you know, under contract for WWE at this time. Like, he was commentating, you know, uh, this was around oh, yeah. the time Jerry took his time off. Right. And, um, yeah, he... So, Hated it at first. Yeah. Boy, he grew on me quick. 
Yeah. I mean, it's one of the best duos of all time. I mean, called the greatest WrestleMania of all time, JR and JR. JR and JR. I mean, is that your dream team right there? <laughs> yeah, dude, I just went to JR's calling it. <laughs> Arm drag takes him down. By God, look Good at this. Good God almighty. JR, what the fuck you got to say about By it? By God, look at this. <laughs> I'll play it. Uh, I might cut this, but I just want to play this for you so you can hear it. Jim Ross here. Welcome to the Look at This podcast. Here are podcast. your hosts, Raw and Draw. Raw and Draw. Isn't it so Raw and here. Welcome to the Look at This podcast. Here are your hosts, Raw and Draw. Raw and Draw. We caught him post-stroke, uh, Stroke, exactly. That was my Ron joke, Ron. too. Was mid-stroke. We well, um, didn't get 1994 Jim <laughs> Ross for that one. Uh, that might that might be who intros us for this episode, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, Drew. So my name is Draw. Don't Ron. talk to me like that. Ron the hell did you just call me? Raw and Draw. We should just change the name Ron of the podcast Ron. to that. Raw and Draw. The Raw says. <laughs> it sounds like a Uzi Bird song. Coming in. Raw. Draw. Draw. Running around. Damn. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, buddy. Um, so yeah, ECW was always owned by WWE. Hmm. Um, not, not a lot of Possible, evidence I guess. really for this one. And not a lot of facts I can point out. It's just a fun uh, one for me to think of. Possibly. If so, they should have stuck to a little bit more of that audience, obviously. Definitely, and I mean... Uh, like when they did their own ECW? Yeah. They should have just been like, well, yeah, here's your show back. Right. Which they tried to do in 05, but didn't work out that That's well. what I'm getting at, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't good. So yeah, uh, next one coming out of the Attitude Era, Drew. Uh, a real common one that's brought up actually a lot is that Vince McMahon sent Vince Russo to WCW to tank the ship. Yeah. I mean, it was at the end of his rope, I guess. Yes, and um, for those of you that don't know, Vince Russo, famous uh, WWE writer from around, you know, the uh, big big popularity boom um, with the Attitude Era, you know, with the such as, as Rocks, Angles, Jerichos. Trish Stratus's Debra's. Yeah, uh, Sonny, Tori Wilson's, Wilson's. puppies. You know, uh, Vince Russo, for better or for worse, um, got a lot of ratings in the 90s, man. And um, he did it in a way that he described as Crash TV, which was very popular around, you know, this generation of television with, you know, the Jerry Springer shows, a lot of reality television sort of making its debut into, you know, um, popular American television. And um, Vince Russo's style was to give, you know, more bang for your buck. And every match should be two and a half minutes. And there should be crazy segments that, you know, keep the people. There should be, you know, storylines of miscarriages that happen. And a lot of Vince Russo shitty stuff. And I think Vince McMahon maybe got a little bit tired of hearing the ideas and said, hey, uh, I'm good with you, buddy. And then went over to WC, sent him over to WCW to say, give him his ideas. Yeah, it's shocking that it worked as well as it did. A lot of people just uh, bring it to the like they just kind of attribute it to the talent that was actually there. Mm-hmm. You know, Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, Mankind, Undertakers. Yeah. Starst Hall of Fame roster. So a lot of people just think, oh, anything, almost anything could have worked there. Yeah, right. But it was the right time for, like you said, you crash TV, you know, just anything could happen any night was constantly available idea wise, which can work short term. Like it's not good for legacy. It's not good for, you know. I mean, you got The Rock saying on television, Who? why would he say anything crazier? You know, it's just like you're saying. Constantly it's, topping that, too. Like, very. Well, you know, it doesn't end there. You know. It can hey, never end there. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. The Rock's ass. We didn't know about buzzwords back then, but we were basically playing with, like, very much so. buzz concepts, buzz where just stuff that makes a story that really was cheap. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you're saying that 
after it starts to run dry with Vince, who, for all his business sense, doesn't want doesn't want his legacy copied. McMahon, you're saying, tries to send it off to go kill the competition. Which I mean, it's if not you... the worst. Con- it's not the worst idea. I mean, it's not. It's genius. I don't give Vince credit for. The destruction of WCW. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think the they did it on their own. The te- exactly, the television was so bad in two thousand, and um, it really was awful. And like you know, Vince Russo going over there didn't uh, obviously didn't help causes when he became a feature prominent character on the television show that eventually won the world title. Yeah, he's a champ. The writer of the show. K- Remember, kayfabe, the writer of the wrestling program is riding himself to win the world championship. Yeah. Um, that's sort of where they just took a fucking nosedive, you know. And then, of course, the whole... Uh, we, a lot of dark side talk um, with the conspiracies uh, episodes. But, you know, we saw it with the Bash at the Beach episode where Bash at the... Bash at the excuse me. Bash at the Beach uh, 2000, you know, famously... Hogan and uh, Jarrett, right? Uh, yes. Um, and Vince Russo, you know, had a famous falling out. You know, the <laughs> Jarrett uh, was going to lose his title to Hulk Hogan, and Jeff Jarrett wasn't the biggest fan of it. So what he thought to do was as soon as the bell rang for the main event match of a highly promoted pay-per-view was that he was just going to lay down in the ring as his first maneuver and just wait for Hulk Hogan to walk over and pin him, which he did, which I find very funny that Hogan would just... Very reluctantly, but still, <laughs> still did it. Still did I it. mean, you can't be that reluctant if no. you did it. Like, as a worker, you would think you'd, you know, pick him up and put a hold on him or something, but um, to just go ahead and pin him there is very funny. Yeah, and, uh, finger wag, like something. Something, yeah. And, of course, uh, you know, Vince Russo is famous for the famously bad, you know, Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. The on a pole match is sort of the Vince Russo specialty. Put it on a pole and have him fight over for it. God damn it, pal. Or you know what, bro? It's a little bit more. Bro, bro, let me... Shawn Michaels is the only wrestler in my entire life, bro, that has come up to me to my face, bro. And tell me he's not going to do a job. Like he's Hulk freaking Hogan, bro. Shawn Michaels. Pretty good. Okay, thank you. Thank you, bro. But, uh, yeah, Vince Russo, famous character, uh, writer, and then eventually became one on television, but uh, was sent by Vince McMahon to kill WC, uh, if you will, uh, you know, eventually Vince would do the lethal injection of uh, NWO into the WWF. Maybe that pre predated it a couple years with sending the lethal injection of <laughs> Vince Russo to WCW. Uh, but Drew, I got one more uh, conspiracy for you here that I have written down. A real famous one. I felt like this one was told by a lot of dads. You know, a lot of a lot of dads let you know about this one, saying, "Hey, did you know this?" And um, there w- there seemed to be always in wrestling multiple of certain wrestlers. Oh, yeah. um, no one could fit it into their brain that these wrestlers would have this long of career doing this absurd of stuff. Um, so, Drew, the final conspiracy I have for you guys is that there was two Ultimate Warriors and that there were two Canes. Hmm. Obviously, there's not really any legs to these. <laughs> At least... I don't think the Warrior one because he wasn't there that long and he sucked the whole time. And that's such an absurd body to have. It's, yeah, it's an absurd one to try to get. So, I have a hard time with that one. Kane, I could totally believe. Because it was a giant the mask. mask. Yeah. So if if like you tried somebody for two weeks and they weren't right, and then you found you're like fuck it, Ira, you come be this or not, Ira, um, Dwight, Isaac, fuck Isaac, Isaac Yankum, yes. yeah, Isaac Yankum, you come be this character. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I'm with it. 
I've always uh, believed in a second character. Yeah. A personal one. Um, but mine is two Undertakers. Yeah, that's a real popular... Again, that's sort of same His vein. eye roll completely changes yeah. from about 96 to 98. Somewhere in between there, his, his level of how far he could roll his eyes changed. Interesting. I swear. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. His I eye ever... roll completely changed. It went from being able to kind of see, you know, that like little bounce, like you can see it at the top of the eye. Yeah. And it's like bouncing to like this, like where you for those at home, it's, you know, you can kind of see it a little bit and, and then it's gone. So all of a sudden he could hold it all white and, the, and his eyeballs weren't moving. And yeah. the TVs are getting better. I can see this clearer and clearer throughout the years. Uh huh. That's and a personal one. Sorry, I go back no, to your Kane and your. Definitely, he's included into this because you know there was always there's two of them. Ultimate Warrior was a big one just because he, again, face paint sort of hides the identity a little bit. Um, and he like went away for a little bit and then was reintroduced. Right, right. Had a um reintroduction. Plays into it. Kane, I completely agree with you. Yeah, it makes sense. Um. That. I grew up old enough that I'm a Kane, like, from the beginning watcher. I don't recall ever thinking, wait, something seems different about this guy. So unless it was within the first, like, month of Kane existing or something, I don't see it. Yeah, interesting. I don't think it was, like, one year in or anything. Like, I, yeah. I'm pretty familiar with Kane's movements, uh, the way he sets up the big boot, the way he adjust the glove. I know his manner mannerisms mannerisms really well. Mm -hmm. Same, yeah. I don't I'm not buying into a second cane personally. Interesting. You're you're everybody you're more in the line that there's two undertakers more than there's two canes, right? I am. And some people will be like, Oh yeah, he went from like his natural hair color to dyeing it darker. Bitch, I get all that. Like, I know what I'm... I know. Bitch, I'm, I said what I said. I'm going off of nonverbal, like, mannerisms that I've seen, and if he's doing the same character, I don't think they would have just randomly changed three years, four years into him existing. Yeah. Because he, he debuts in, what, 91? 92? 90, I believe. Yeah, Survivor Series 90, maybe. And I'm talking, the change for me is... That first guy to someone in like 96, 97, and then back to Mark Callis. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. a fill-in. Callaway. Yeah. I gave him his Callis. not shoot. Mean Mark his, Callis. Yeah. yeah, I gave him his WCW name. Though. Yeah, that's funny. Um, <laughs> the, I think there's a like slight change of like, I don't know if something was going on in his personal life. I don't know if. It was just injury, and they couldn't afford to have him off. He had to get Sarah tattooed on his throat. <laughs> Which, by the way, isn't there now. I, mean, I know. I know technology's removed. there, but it's kind of weird, right? Very weird. Yeah. Now, I, I think there is a... I mean, well, clearly they've been caught before trying to pass off Multiples, second versions, for fake sure. versions, if you will. So it's definitely happened. And back in the day, when you were under a mask... Shit, it didn't matter who was under there. They named, you know, whoever could work that night. Yeah, and a, a good testament, I think, um, that helped, you know, a little bit solidify the taker one into a lot of, like, your generation's fans is because they had the taker versus taker match, you know, where they brought out a taker that looked identical to Undertaker. Right. And they you're showed like, us how many of these motherfuckers are there? Yeah, they're just manufacturing these. Right. Backpacks. Yeah, they're like Chucky dolls, dude. Like, you're. <laughs> it doesn't matter at that point. That was the tournament to decide which one kept the job. Oh, would you look at that? <laughs> Moving oh. forward, they're like, all right, both characters have worked. Yeah. Which one do we want? Is it 8-Ball or is it Crush? <laughs> right. Or, <laughs> Yeah. Skull? Skull or eight Skull and eight ball, not Crush. Or, yeah, I don't know. Crush knows? is uh, back in the day. Back That's in the ref. day. That's old school Ooh, reference. shout out to him. But yeah, man, that's about all the conspiracies, at least, that I have. Do you have any that I haven't mentioned? 
I have a few, and I it's funny. I consider yours, like, I don't want to say minor. Some of those weren't minor things. But yeah, my conspiracies that I kind of believed growing up or have thought over the years, a little bit different. Like I said, I'm the two takers was definitely one on my list, so I was glad to hear that come up. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the ones I, as a child, was told was that Vince helped cover up the murders for Jimmy Snuka. <laughs> yes. Right. That Vince personally helped that out because he had his big star going right then, right in the moment. Jimmy Snuka. Those unaware, Jimmy Snuka was not caught for this until, God, Recently. two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a crime we're talking about. Like, I'm just going to take a blind stab at it. 81. Yeah. You know, 82. Hot, hot, hot. Vin, uh, Jimmy Snuka killed his girlfriend <laughs> in his apartment. He's the only other person that was in that motherfucker. And it was murder. <laughs> and somehow he never was brought up on any charges at all. None. And this is in the era of time we're talking. Vince is about to become the man in wrestling. Like, Vince is not. Vince McMahon is not quite the OG that you know him as now like but he's just about to acquire all that power I love it so I guess it's that's so funny that's not that's not Vince McMahon um what a load of crap um no no just in general that's there's not much to add to it I don't have full set of stats here in front of me right to tell you where Vince will or you know how Vince paid money out or anything specifics but yeah I think allegedly Vince had a meeting with some people and Vince allegedly had a briefcase in hand. Yeah. While said meeting was taking place. And uh let's just say Vince left without the briefcase. Yeah, so everything points to Jimmy Snooker killed somebody and then he got caught for it years later, but it was put off and we're thinking because of a payoff and the only people the only person who really benefited from paying anyone off right that second was the guy who didn't want to lose his biggest star. number one star at the moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jimmy Snuka getting super his murder covered up by Vince. Super, super fly. Um, I think you'll like this one. Oh yeah? Really? Really? I think you will. Um, so if you're unfamiliar with wrestling right now, there's I'm not a, bur- I'm not a, a family. There's a family name that's very common at the top of wrestling right now. And it's con. The con. The so, cons. my conspiracy here, for those unaware, the owner of AEW is Tony Khan. Antonio Kanoki. And the some? CEO of WWE is Nick Khan. Yes. Spelled and the same. It is K-H-A-N. And, but uh, not related. Well, according to everyone else, they are not. But in Drew's mind... I believe Nick and Tony Khan are actually brothers. And this is their competitive... Pl- Nick Khan is Tony Khan's big brother. Holy shit! And so for a while there, Nick was intentionally releasing lower talent to try to fuck with Lil Bro, and Lil Bro's trying to sign it. Like right now, we were just... Just last episode, we were talking about how CM Punk just signed with WWE. I think at Thanksgiving, the Khan family, they... Dude, Shad was fucking high fiving and bragging up Nick out the ass while Tony sat there at the end of the table scared stewing. for his life. Dude, that's what he said. He said he was scared. Did you hear that, Tony? <laughs> Tony's scared. Wow, dude. What? Those are secret brothers that most people don't realize that they're actually are related. They think mm-hmm. it's just a common name. It's not that common of a name. So, um, what about, so is the sister of Nick Khan's, you know, Nanachka Nanachka Khan that we see produce, you know, uh, the, uh, the rock, young rock show and, um, had another movie. Was it Cocaine Bear? Was it Cocaine Bear? It was something very recently. It was, um. It was good. Um, yeah. Right. Whatever it was. I'm saying that blindly, but I. So she, yeah. So that's uh, Nanachka. Nanachka Kong um, works also very close with uh, Ali Wong, the comedian. Uh, uh, did a couple of her comedy specials and the the big, I believe it was a Netflix film, but I never actually watched it. The Always Be My Maybe. 
it was a pretty big film, a uh, romantic comedy uh, with Ali Wong. Uh, but yeah, so she's related to Tony Khan as well, is what you're saying, right? I suppose my theory does tie that in because okay. that's Nick Khan's sister. sister. Right. Um, wow, but what a Thanksgiving. Why don't we add to that theory or that conspiracy? conspiracy? It's a theory. That's actually Nick Khan's wife. His sister? Could be. Targaryens. Ah. Khans are Targaryens. I These are see. dragon riders. They're... Blood of my blood. Right. Right. That's my own personal one. I kind of believe the Nick and Tony. Just kidding. I don't believe any of these, but <laughs> Nick and Tony are brothers. Imagine? Let's keep it there. I, I that's the one. I'm going to believe that for now on. Can you imagine if they were brothers? How Dude, fun! They're loving this competition between each other. Loving it. It's friend. You know, Shat. You know, their father is the one that's getting the giggle out of it. Oh, he loves it. This is rich people love stupid competitive stuff but their family yeah. and this is one of the things they love for sure no one knows that they're competing against each other no. except them except them yeah um i mean another one just throw one at you i believe that last year when all the shit was coming out i think wwe fired flair at the time they did hoping that AEW would pick him up right away so that they could take all the heat for Dark Side. Yeah, interesting. That's why AEW held off a little bit, but they couldn't help themselves in the long they run. They were so close to signing. They wanted him, him they wanted as him the episode as was dropping. Was yeah, yes. And I think WWE knew it was coming and ditched him, knowing that could happen. Wow, interesting. So not really much of a conspiracy. That might actually just be true. I know. Yeah, that's just smart. It's probably actually just what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Is, and AEW said, I mean, well, we really well, want him, but let's just let it die down a little bit. <laughs> then we'll make the energy drink. Yeah. Then baby. we'll release the merch, because you know they got some <laughs> merch coming. He's a real big dude. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Energy. Yeah, that's a bit. Uh, I Seven, four, that three, W, L, L. Whatever the fuck you said. I know, right? Woo! <laughs> Woo! Energy. Um, again, let us uh, know if you have tried that out there, the Woo Energy drink. Um, hopefully you're still alive if you did. I was going to say, in a few weeks we'll be able to say, if you've tried Woo Energy, please call this number for I love it. I love it. That's Vince McMahon. Yeah, that's a good one, man. I believe that. I got one more that you might not like. I feel like this one will hurt your feelings. Okay. I don't like that, but hit me with it. <laughs> Are you sure you want it? I'm looking up facts because I'm going to back this one up because you're not going to like it. Sure. If you have facts to back it up, let's hear it, man. All right, I'll do my best here. So, I'm not attacking baby faces here. This is just the way the world works sometimes. I think it's a very real possibility. My conspiracy theory, Cody Rhodes is actually Dustin Rhodes' son. Not wow, Dusty's. I have actually seen this conspiracy. Go ahead. So, very old school tactic of hiding teen pregnancies, unwanted accidents back in, let's just say, the 80s. Is that when Cody was born? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe that adds up. Was uh, sometimes if your parents were well enough off, they'll just pretend they just had another baby. Right. Definitely. And, uh, oh, you know, we had another one. And there's a huge age gap between brothers and sisters. So for those unaware, Cody Rhodes is, I'm going to just take a stab at it and say 37, 36 can't prove this you got me on a check here raw mm-hmm. raw's looking it up for me cody rhodes cody raw is 38 years 38 old. he's same age as lebron james born in 1984 um uh 85 june i'll take it i'll accept that, <laughs> that. anyways so timing wise just so everyone's aware that puts that puts Dustin at about 17 or 18 years old. He's focusing on college. He's focusing on degree. He's trying to, you know, figure out his profession. 
Sometimes things happen, right? Terry Runnell shows you her puppies. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, hot, 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 hot. you got yourself a prom night dumpster baby. And, and yeah, but instead of dropping it in a dumpster, you're rich. Your father <laughs> is the American dream. Hello, Benjamin. So, Dustin uh, is 54, by the way, so I think that adds up. 54 and 38? Mm-hmm. 16. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Could have been. He was 16 saying. years old. Yeah. Where, as we know, Dustin had um, many trials and tribulations, if I... Without it, digging it too deep, wheel. you can tell that he had a checkered youth. Yeah, sure. It's safe to say. Yep. And um, so that ma- I, I think that makes perfect sense, Drew. Um, Not to just automatically jump to this. Most people always go with this when we talk about these kind of things. Everyone wants to just immediately jump to Jack Nicholson. You know. Jump to Jack Nicholson. You don't know. That's literally, Jack Nicholson was raised his whole life thinking that his grandmother was his mother. Ah, He found out when he was an adult that his supposedly like 22-year-old older sister than him was his mom. Wow, that's wild. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Another uh, famous one of these cases is actually Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy ah. thought he was raised by his, uh, or, you know, he thought his sister was his mother his whole life. Uh, Bobby Darren, another one, actually. Shout out to him. This isn't that crazy of a concept is what I'm getting at. Is It was very common, yeah. in, not to blame anyone, not to automatically point a finger, but this is a super Christian approach to things. Super. Like, I'm God. sorry. You can't just admit that your kid's a fuck up. Like, yeah. Jesus is supposed to forget, so let's move on and get to the next step right. of life and be good parents, not lie to people for 35 years of their life and then be yeah, like, oh, yeah, by the way, the, by I'm the way, your mom. Yeah. I just Merry was, Christmas. I just was 17, and I had, you know, <laughs> big plans in life yeah. that I uh, fucked up. Can you, like, shut up? <laughs> yeah, can you? God, I couldn't imagine that. But, yeah, that's wild. Uh, and I think that one has, yeah, a little bit... Um, it, the facts are there. I'll say that. Yeah. So, I would imagine that Cody, if this were true, will never know who his real mom is. No. Um, which if that were true, which I'm not, you know, this is a yeah. conspiracy for fun, obviously. We got our. But it adds uh, up. Yeah, we have our tin foil hats on right now, guys. I hope you all do as well. Um. So yeah, that that would be crazy interesting to find out. As I as we're he rapping. looks more like Dusty. Yeah, he looks. They, but he's physically built like Dustin. Very much so. Yeah. So broader, where Dusty was sort of just short and stout. Yeah, their shoulders, their arm length, it, it all yeah. kind of adds up more. It's a different build. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Interesting. A couple I'm thinking of Drew now, just as we're wrapping up. Um, one I always loved was that there was a uh, that there was a third McMahon child. Do you ever hear that one? Only from you, yeah. I remember you talking about this to me years ago. Yeah. Because um, I, and you know, like one that just didn't wasn't good enough for TV. None of them were very good at TV at first. Like yeah. shit, how do we not see them try? Yeah, the one Randy. Apparently, uh, there's one random child that didn't want anything to do with the business and uh, didn't want to be featured on television in the 90s like the other two were and um, and all that yeah and apparently they just wanted nothing to do with it that's about all of that one um, they're not really conspiracy there's a lot of weird stuff with like Vince's brother who has recently passed that sure. was never really mentioned. There's ever. just a ton of unknowns about Vince McMahon. About the reason. McMahon family, no one's ever dug into it and Which made I, them give the answers. Oh, yet. I can't wait for somebody to hopefully, hopefully I'd not take Vince him dies. being like weak as fuck. Maybe not yeah. dead, but he, it's either going to be him on his deathbed or something like that. But he's taking his hands off the reins. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff with Vince that's murky. Obviously, you know the whole bearskin rug thing apparently he's a two dollar bill homosexual um you know had a lot of um, like bangs his workers essentially yeah uh, or gets Shawn michaels the big yeah. the big one i'm not Shawn. here to judge one of the two how much he loved Shawn michaels you know and um but yeah that's it's just and with his so daughter much. his daughter 
Yeah, the daughter. There's plenty of conspiracies around her as a young yeah, woman. Yeah, and um, very rough business. I mean, and the guy had a rough childhood. Like, a lot of people don't really know um, Vince. Um, he ironic, like, this is the most Vince McMahon thing ever. He finally sort of opened up a little bit into his personal life um, in an interview with Playboy that he had uh, in the 90s. I don't know if you remember that, where he... He openly admits to, like, his mother, like, sexually assaulting him and, like, having abusive stepfathers. And, like, it's such a Vince McMahon way of just, hey, I'm I'm on Playboy. Let's talk about something. Something people haven't heard of. It's, like, terrifying. It's weird. Very weird. (laughs) And, like, the whole Vince thing is, like, you know, he never, you know, he kind of grew up in poverty in a trailer park until like his he didn't meet his father who was obviously the wrestling tycoon he didn't meet him until his uh teenage years i believe 13 um vince finally met a senior but yeah a lot of conspiracies around wrestling a lot of conspiracies around uh you know art forms in general that sort of hat sort of tries to keep a little bit of mystique to them, you know. Um, like even back in the day, you know, there's all, oh, did you hear so and so got into so and so's face on this movie set? You know, like there was a lot of true, that true. sort of going around. Um, you know, tabloids were sort of huge at the time in the '90s. Um, sort of the first big uh, TMZ era, if you will, and. Um, yeah, Vince and pro wrestling in general is an easy target for all of that. So we got a little uh, ten for it. We got a little Joe Rogan in us, dude. I'm on that alpha brain right now. Man. Oh yeah, I'm on that on it. I'm about to go hunt some goddamn elk and yeah. do a set at the mothership. I'm gonna get straight into a cold plunge after this. Then yeah. I'm going to go into the super sauna that gets up to 186 degrees. For about 35 to 45 minutes. Yeah, till I'm out of my fucking mind. And then I'm going to get back into the cold plunge. I'll, then I'm going to eat HGH. What are you talking about? First, eat, sorry, excuse first me. First I'm going to eat a placenta and then follow it up with some horth human. Some horth human. <laughs> some, some horth human horse, hormones. I'm not even, I'm skipping the human growth hormone. I'm going horse growth Horse growth hormone. hormones. Okay, so he's just. I'm going with the Nate GH. Nate <laughs> And, you know, he gets right back into the cold plunge and then Obviously, out to, right back to the cold plunge. To interview um, Dave Chappelle. Well, maybe I might have to, like, shave an alpaca and sprinkle its hair somewhere first. Right. Because I'm Joe Rogan. That's the way I roll. You have 60 seconds. <laughs> You have 20 seconds to eat the two bull testicles in a row. No vomit or you're disqualified. No fear. Just do it. Do it. And then that stupid fear factor music. Um, But yeah, we put on a little bit of tinfoil hats for this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys learned a little bit about pro wrestling. We talked a little bit more about it this episode. Than we do uh, on normal ones, but uh, Drew, we did... I don't like it. My name is Draw. Draw, sorry. Ron Draw. Ron Draw. We do not appreciate the conspiracy theories. This we... is our podcast. Here. This is our podcast, and <laughs> if you would like to join the look at this podcast, podcast, please P-podcast. go ahead. Please go over to Patreon so at Look at This Pod, where you can become a two dollar member. And get a bonus episode every week with exclusive content regular folks just won't get. And please, an easy thing to do if you say, hey, what's something free that I can do to help you guys, you know? You just go ahead and hit that follow, subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, whether that be Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You hit that follow or subscribe button and it helps us out tremendously, much more than any of you could ever no, so do it, do it, do it. You want to know the most recent conspiracy? Yeah. Tony Khan sent CM Punk to WWE to take the motherfuckers Whoa. right now, dude. They're oh. best friends. Wow. They're working on a huge master plan here where he takes WWE's title to AEW. 
and they oh, take a shit on it together on the ring. My in the ring. God. Holy shit, this is incredible. They're gonna double deuce on the WWE title together. Next all in. Or next yeah, is that Wembley? Uh yeah. They're taking that they're taking the huge shit together in the Wembley ring. In the middle of Wembley ring in front of the 81,000. They're going to drag Triple H out and make him watch it and then spit in his face. Well, as long as what they're spitting in their face is <laughs> woo, energy. woo energy, baby. And that's all that matters. It's worse you know. than the mist. <laughs> yeah, you're blind and paralyzed. Um, but yeah, man, what a wonderful... A sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a wonderful rank three. What a wonderful, <laughs> what a wonderful addition to look at this podcast. Uh, we just want to thank you folks for listening, and uh, please follow us. Drew, is there anything else you want to say to these people out there before we peace on up out of here? Absolutely. I do not thank you for listening. I appreciate uh, and thank you for looking at this. He said it. He said the thing. Oh, you look at this. Now, have a great night. Thank you all so much. We love you. And sadate. Sadate. Goodbye. Hurry up and bye. Hurry up and bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.